Ooh, am I on? No, oh, I'm already off mute. Fantastic. Fantastic. I didn't want to get recording in progress. All right, guys, we got Gerard here. We'll start with uh, Mike Reese, then go to Nick O'Malley, and then Chris Ryan. So go yeah. ahead, Mike. Still got the fart machine, Gerard? <laughs> I still have it. I still have yeah. it. You it's haven't broke it out yet, though. It's not yet. Not yet. Thought it might have been retired. <laughs> it's not retired, man. Got to keep it. Got to keep it light around here. I like it. Um, Gerard, uh, Matthew Judon in his second year with you guys. Right. When you look at him this year, um, what what do you see in terms of areas that maybe you're are even elevated from where he was last year? And he was pretty good last year. Yeah. So that's saying something, you know? Yeah, you know, honestly, I think it starts with everything off the field. His uh, the way that he just approaches each and every day uh, this year is different than it was last year. I'm not saying that last year was bad, but when you talk about just uh, a great professional and also a guy who he's he's always helping the younger guys. He's always trying to bring guys along with him, whether it's extra conditioning, whether it's extra film, just his approach uh, to each and every day, his approach to the process to me has been different and has been, uh, it's been very impactful for not only him, but also for the team. Throughout on, on him, did you guys have much discussion on um, uh, managing his workload? You know, uh, the idea, the idea of getting him through a season you know, where he can be as strong at the start as he is at the end. How much did that ever come up among you guys, you know? No, it really doesn't come up. Uh, we have a great strength and conditioning staff, not only because my brother's on that strength and conditioning staff, but we have a great strength and conditioning staff and a uh, great training uh, staff and Johan and those guys. So they kind of, uh, we kind of lean on their expertise in that, in those regards. So uh, there wasn't a, a huge conversation amongst the coaches on that. Okay, we'll go to uh, Nick O'Malley, five like Chris Ryan, and then Bob Sosi. Go ahead, Nick. Hey, Gerard. Uh, still on a question from uh, Mike earlier. Um, what what's a bye week look like for the for the coaching staff? You know, the players are off, but what what are the coaches up to while the players are away? Does it give you a chance to like hunker down, or what? What are you guys working on this week? Yeah, it really gives us an opportunity to really look at everything up until this point, right? Things that have hurt us in the past and also looking out the front windshield on teams we're going to play uh, in the future. And so when you think about our schedule over the next few weeks, I mean, it's pretty tough, right? It's pretty tough. And um, obviously, you know, we had the benefit of playing the Jets before, so um, not too much more as far as new information in that regards, but it's definitely a chance for us to really reflect and also uh, look forward. So we're not out, you know, just just kicking it and chilling like everyone else. <laughs> we're, we're actually working more, also, you know, more in the office. So, uh, do you get a chance to take? Do you get a chance to take some time off of the weekend, watch some games on Sunday? I'm definitely going to watch some games, but uh, we'll be in here watching games. <laughs> Thanks, Rod. Thank you. Okay, we'll go. With, uh, Chris Ryan followed by Bob Sosi. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, Gerard, how are you? I'm doing well, Chris. How are you? Awesome. Um, when you do reflect upon what you've seen through the first nine weeks, what do you see from this this defense, and do you have a sense for who you guys are? Yeah, you know, um, I would say, first of all, you know, the, the main thing that we just have to get better at is just being consistent. You know, it's uh, it's almost like night and day sometimes when we're out there on the field, and we're, you know, we're harping on consistency, and that's what we need to see going forward, whether it's, you know, in the pass game, in the run game, or, you know, wh whatever it is. And then also uh, just trying to help the special teams as far as field position and being able to hold the, you know, hold the field position when we get it. So those are definitely things that, that we're going to focus on going forward. Do you feel like you've been more consistent in the past game than the run game? And obviously we've talked a lot about, you know, 
quarterbacks and mobile quarterbacks and the challenges they've you know, provided for your group for your group what do you what do you sense in terms of where you've been more consistent perhaps than another um you're saying like where where do we need to be more consistent do you, do you feel like the passing game has been more consistent than the, yeah, than the right you know I, w- I would uh you know those quarterbacks that we faced over the first let's say you know half of the season there are a lot of guys in there who are pretty athletic and anytime you have an athletic quarterback or they get in wildcat, they're always plus one as far as, you know, they have an extra guy. And so, um, you know, it's always difficult playing against guys like that. And look, looking out the front windshield, we're, we're going to play athletic quarterbacks going forward, right? We're going to play athletic quarterback with the Jets. We're going to play an athletic quarterback with the Cardinals. Like as you look forward, um, those are definitely <clears throat> areas that we need to improve in. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. Hey, uh, looks like we'll have time for two more. We'll go to Bob Sussing, then Mike Reese has one more. Go ahead, Bob. All right, thanks, Aaron. Uh, I got a, a two-parter for you. Um, this this week, a lot of conversation about something that uh, Shaquille Leonard of the Colts said about Tells picking up on some things. And, and Bill uh, commented as well early in the week that it seemed like C.J. Mosley might have been in the huddle for a couple of plays out there. And your guys have said, hey, that, that's, that's football. Smart guys, study film, you pick up on your your keys i'm curious as a middle linebacker inside linebacker what are the things that you you used to look for and things you instruct in your guys to look for in in terms of tells formations yeah. you know personnel groupings etc yeah it's just you know to be a good defensive player um, i've been around a lot of great defensive players it's all about awareness and it's really about eliminating possibilities rather than like trying to think of all the things they can do to you Right. And so then once you get into that world, you can anticipate. Now, you know, the interesting thing that you said was, you know, what do you look for? But you also have to listen. Right. You have to listen for things. And so if someone all of a sudden says uh, cheetah, right, it's probably not a pass or someone says leopard. It's probably a run to the left, the offensive left. Or if someone says airplane, (laughs) it's probably a pass or Boeing. Right. It's probably a pass. And so now, look, is it 100 percent? Absolutely not, because offenses, they know that we pick up on things like that. And so, you know, you know they can say optum. Now, optum could mean open side run. Right. So once you start thinking about the game uh, and that, you know, you know obviously you got to see the formation down and distance, all those things. But once you start to hear those things, you can kind of anticipate. But now offenses, what they'll do is they'll put like a color before the word. So now all of a sudden it's Brown Optum and Brown is telling everyone cancel anything out that I say after this, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's like a yeah, dummy dog. And then the, those smart defensive players, I shouldn't have did air quotes there, but those smart defensive players now they're anticipating something's going to happen and the ball's going the other way. So you have to be careful uh, playing that game. Who is the best at trying to foil you? Who did you enjoy matching wits with? I'd imagine Peyton Manning, with all the the gestures and the, and the Omaha and all that. Honestly, it was Brady each and every day in practice. Okay. Each and every day in practice, it was like a chess match. And, you know, especially when you're going against a guy, you know, day after day after day, you got to have a lot of, you know, words to cancel things out. <laughs> if not, then the guys will be confused. So just playing that game was always, it was always fun. Brings back, brings back good memories. Yeah, I appreciate it, Rod. Thanks a lot. Oh, thanks, Bob. And we'll take our last question, question from Mike Grease. Go ahead, Mike. Same thing, Aaron. You think we got time? Or should, I think we, we could get... squeeze it in real quick. Squeeze in? All right. Um, Gerard, we were talking about Uche calling the plays, I guess, when he comes in on, in some of those packages. 
what have you seen from him in that in terms of what what is he actually calling Gerard you know what I mean because it's like seems pretty straightforward to me but maybe I'm missing something you know no you know honestly and, and we've been working on this for a while now you know the, the metaphor that I use is you know here's the canvas you can paint whatever picture you want just stay on the canvas and so when he's out there on the field it's more about him communicating to the rest of the rushers like what what are we going to do and that's after seeing like the formation, hearing what the line is saying. And like, I can't help him. You know, Demarcus Covington can't help him. Steve can't help him. And so those guys, as soon as they cross the white lines, like the, the game is in their hands. And so that has been his uh, his responsibility. He's done a good job uh, growing in that role. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Joe. Thanks.